The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by... Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You are listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 56. This episode is going to come out the weekend before Thanksgiving, and so today we're going to talk about gratitude and being thankful and the maybe some of the nuance underneath what gratitude is used for spiritually. Obviously, there's some benefits relationally. There's benefits to you as how you feel throughout life and everything like that. But did you know that gratitude is one of the major keys to manifesting the life that you want to live, to manifesting miracles, to manifesting healing, and all sorts of things that kind of tie into the energy of gratitude, what it's useful for, how to do it. And my hope is to give you some nuggets and some tips and tricks and some insights that have changed my life and really how to use gratitude as the tool that it was designed to be. I'm excited to share this episode with you, some of the stuff that's really helped me, and hopefully you will find it helpful. Let's get started. Alrighty, guys. Well, happy Thanksgiving, or at least the uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you haven't had to listen to too much Christmas music yet. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you. I, I'm, you know, a lot of people I know complain about the whole Christmas music. You know, no Christmas music before Thanksgiving. But I find within moderation, it doesn't bother me. I do. I do realize the uh, the holidays when you start when you start with Halloween, which is so many people's favorite. You know, many adults it's their favorite holiday because they get to go. Uh, they get to go pretend to be someone else for a night, and then you roll into Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it's kind of this uh, back to back to back, and then New Year's, uh, which is you know arguably becoming my favorite, just for so many of the things that New Year's represents spiritually and and uh, personally. But uh, yeah, I can see how people get frustrated with too much Christmas music too early because it does definitely uh, cheapen it by the time Christmas gets here. I was at a uh, Anglican church for a few years. Uh, in North Carolina, and I did not know this, but actually, uh, for many years, for historically, the Christmas carols and stuff were not sung until after Christmas. If you think about it, it's it's a celebration of Christ who has come, the baby that has been born, and so you would actually sing the carols after Christmas. And now we've now we've stretched it all the way to being before Thanksgiving, which is you know six weeks out um, from Christmas, but. Whatever. It doesn't bother me too much. I love Christmas. I, it, Christmas is my favorite holiday, although New Year's is is quickly becoming something that I find to be a bit more meaningful, especially since I understand what Christmas really means and and the understanding of the winter solstice and uh, you know its relationship to Jesus and the sun and the seasons of the earth and everything like that. But I digress. This episode is about Thanksgiving, so I'm not going to uh, pre-Christmas you too much either. Um, so, Thanksgiving is obviously a time uh, every year that I, I think for most of us in in the United States specifically, it has become a intentional opportunity to kind of start turning our energies 
towards the energy of Christmas, right? So, you know, you have this, it's interesting that you, you have kind of almost like an energetic purge on Halloween where people dress up and they behave in a way that they normally would not behave. And then you roll into kind of more subdued uh, a couple weeks, you know, fall and uh, many of us, you know, that fall energy is uh, very palpable. It's kind of that like, hey, you're kind of, you know, you're getting ready to hibernate. You're kind of withdrawing. Things become more about family and, and more about just kind of spending time. You know, it, it rolls into hunting season for a lot of people. So a lot of time out in the out in the woods by yourself and, and just kind of a more withdrawn energy. And then you get into this season of giving thanks and being grateful. And I think it's interesting to kind of like, I view this as an energetic shift because so many people I know, so many spiritually spiritually aware people that I know love Christmas because everyone carries this beautiful energy. But I don't think the energy of Christmas would exist in the way that it does without Thanksgiving being in the mix because it is an intentional conscious turning towards a feeling of gratitude and abundance and celebration and family and being full and being satisfied right there's i think it's beautiful that the that thanksgiving is kind of become the the meal you eat way more there's more of an expectation for eating too much at thanksgiving versus christmas and i think that's it doesn't bother me. I think it's actually a good thing because it is a sense of being fulfilled, being being completely full beyond every anything more than you can handle. And that abundance and that sense of satisfaction, I think, is very much help helps push or flip the switch, if you will, towards a different sense of gratitude and a different sense of appreciation and awe and wonder for Christmas. And then I think both of those perfectly set up New Year and the, and the beginning of, of starting over and so on and so forth. So I love the sequence of the holidays. I love that they it starts with Halloween and kind of a purging of energies, rolling into gratitude, rolling into then a sense of awe and wonder and uh, oneness, and then rolling into a sense of new beginnings. If you've never looked at the feng shui, <laughs> I did that episode a couple of weeks ago, of the holidays as a whole, just meditate on it a bit and just realize that you you yourself are following an energy. The, 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 the stores in the mall are following an energy. The advertisements on TV, the whole country is following this energy. And I think you know, Thanksgiving, as far as I know, is unique to the United States, but I don't think it should be. I think it's a really, really cool holiday that uh, should be a little bit more um, more understood for its place in the sequence of the energetic human experience. And uh, I wanted to do an episode on Thanksgiving. I wanted to really focus in on what gratitude is. I think a lot of us, you know, we stand around the the, the Thanksgiving table and we go, okay, you know, there's family tradition for a lot of people, you know, name one thing that you're, that you're thankful for. And, you know, the kids begrudgingly, well, I'm thankful for my Xbox or, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for this food or, you know, something cheesy or un, unmeaningful or, you know, whatever. And then I think some of us get a little bit more intentional. I'm, I'm really grateful for my health this year, or I'm really grateful for my job because, you know, we, we can touch those energies of gratitude for things that sometime during the year we might not have had. Uh, 
you know, maybe I maybe I wasn't healthy this year and now I am, or maybe I lost a job and now I have one. And so it gets a little more serious with the adults it can be. But I just want to kind of, if that's something, if that's an, a tradition you do, I want to throw an idea out there for you that, that gratitude is not mental assent, right? Mental thankfulness, um, and this episode, I am warning you, this episode is a bit challenging to get across, uh, whether we were in person or not. Energy and, and describing energy and how it works is always a bit challenging to get across. That's why spiritual teachers throughout the, throughout the generations have used analogy, allegory, and whatnot. So I'm going to do my best to communicate uh, the energy of gratitude in this episode. But gratitude is not mental assent. Oh, I'm thankful for my Xbox. Gratitude as in its purest form is actually pure energy, right? Any emotion is pure energy. So, you know, so many of us thinking that, oh, well, if I if I say I'm grateful for my family, that's fine. Obviously, you probably should say that. But what would happen if you, instead of everyone going around the table and saying what they're grateful for, what if everyone was just quiet and just went to feel the feeling of gratitude. And if you just slowed down and you said, everybody, before we eat, I feel like it's important that we just touch the energy of being grateful, of gratefulness for, and you can elaborate, you can say, this is where maybe you do, maybe you do this after everyone's already said it. So everyone, you know, when you say something you're grateful for, at the end of it, we're going to actually take a moment and give that thing that you're grateful for. The fact that you have a job this year, Mark, you know, that you didn't have a job in July, but you do now. Like we're going to actually, after we've said it and we've shared it, we're going to take a moment of silence and we're actually going to touch the energy of gratitude. We're going to touch the energy of, oh my gosh, there are so many people on this planet who do not have enough food and we're about to stuff our faces with more than we can ever need, more than our bodies can even absorb in the amount of time. And we are going to do it celebratory. We're going to share together and the feeling of gratitude for being one of the top 5% of the wealthiest people in the world. The America, if you live in America, you're pretty much already in the top 20, guaranteed. So just the, the gratitude energy that so many of us have not been able to touch. I'll, I'll you know, in full disclosure, I could not feel the energy of gratitude for most of my life. Um, I didn't realize this. I, I, I started to realize it a few years ago, like that, that something had broken in my ability to truly feel grateful for, for anything. And I've, I won't get into, you know, what, what I believe broke that sense of gratitude or, you know, how I even fixed it. But there is a truth to, if many of us put up walls and we've gone through stuff, that uh, gratitude is such an energetic thing that it is a sense of vulnerability. For me to be grateful for this thing, truly grateful, to pull it into my heart and truly feel thankful for this thing, it does open up a sense of, 
oh my gosh, what if I lose it? I'm so grateful for this person. I'm so grateful for this job. I'm so grateful for this car or whatever. If I truly, truly let myself be grateful for it, what happens if it goes away? And there can be a sense of fear on the other side. So I think a lot of people have shut down their ability to be truly grateful out of a, out of a protection mechanism to not feel true, a true, any true sense of loss. And I had gotten to the point where I can lose relationships, I can lose, I can lose money, I can lose lots of things, I can lose health, whatever. And I was just kind of almost too stoic because I had it was a protection mechanism. Now, I, I'm proud to say, and I'm, I'm happy to say that that I can truly feel gratitude now, and I'm still. I'm still stoic in a way about if I lose things, I don't. It doesn't send me a tailspin. But if I have things, if if there's a relationship or if there's a there's income or whatever, there is a deep, deep sense of gratitude. Heck, I've I've caught myself. I'm kind of like you know, <laughs> really little child sometimes where I'm just so grateful for a sunny day. I'm so grateful for the birds chirping. I'm so grateful for the feeling of the wind on my face when I roll the car down, my, the windows down my car or in, in the simplest things, grateful to be alive. It's an energy. And so in the kind of talking about gratitude as a vibration, backing away from the Thanksgiving table and just that dinner, what happens if you live a life of gratitude, carry the vibration of gratitude? I promise you that, that you will find yourself your life will become better and better and more beautiful. People will be more attracted to you because you will carry the energy and the joy of gratitude. And and it is a vibration. It is absolutely a part of the law of attraction, which is kind of what I, the next point I want to make is the law of attraction. I've talked a lot about it on this podcast. You know, I'm going to be doing classes on it. If you've not watched The Secret, the, the movie The Secret, I highly recommend it. If you don't understand the biology of belief, you can check out Bruce Lipton or Greg Braden. You know, Psyche is something that I'm familiar with, the emotion code uh, with with Dr. Bradley. I can't remember his last name. Um, you know, the emotion code or the body code, they talk about, you know, basically a lot of it gets into the emotions and the beliefs and everything like that. That energy and the law of attraction is Bradley Nelson. That's his name. Uh, the energy and the law of attraction um, is something that I've covered in a lot of different ways. And I've kind of mentioned gratitude, but let me just tell you that gratitude is, if I could use the analogy that beliefs, your beliefs are the thing that define the target. So if you're, if you're going to shoot a bullet, right, you're a sniper and you've got a sniper rifle, beliefs are the scope on your gun. They are the thing that aims the energy, right? So if you don't have an under, clear understanding of what you're really believing, then this is the classic case of, well, I'm believing that I'm rich, that I'm, I'm believing for, for wealth and riches, and yet I'm poor as dirt, and I don't understand. I thought the law of attraction worked all the time, Austin. Well, it does. The thing is, is that your beliefs are aiming all over the place. You're, you, you're mentally thinking that you're believing for prosperity, but subconsciously you're believing for that money is hard to come by, that that it doesn't easily happen for you, that you don't get the good breaks, that you know, and the money you do have it leaves easily. So you have probably have a lot of other beliefs, and so your your vision isn't clear, your scope is out of focus, and you're just shooting wildly, hoping to hit the target, hoping to win the lottery. So your beliefs, as you narrow your beliefs down, 
they become the clarity in the scope to say, this is the target that I'm aiming for, right? So the beliefs are the scope on your gun. Your emotions are the other piece. They are the the gunpowder itself. So your emotions are the thing that actually create the vibration. So gratitude is an emotion, but gratitude is a very specific emotion. And I'm going to explain that in a second. But on a broad context, emotions are the vibration you carry every day. That vibration, if you consider those emotions kind of be like a magnet, and so that magnet is vibrating, right? And that, that magnet is vibrating in a sense of success and a sense of, of gratitude and a sense of achievement and I'm going somewhere and everything. Or it's vibrating in a, a success, a sense of life is hard. I need to work hard to get just a very little ways. Somebody's always out to get me. You know, people aren't trustworthy. I mean, that, 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 those emotions are the gunpowder. So you can have all the beliefs if you want, all the beliefs you want. Your emotions need to actually ignite towards the target. And if your emotions, in this case, maybe the analogy falls apart a bit. But if your emotions are negative, let's pretend that the, the bullet actually explodes, right? And you don't hit the target. But in the, if your emotions are positive, they are the gunpowder that shoots the bullet. Now, gratitude, specifically in this analogy, the reason I'm using this analogy, is gratitude is essentially the moment you pull the trigger. And the reason this is the case is because gratitude as an energy, remember, now you can, oh, I'm so thankful, Lord, that you have answered my prayers for wealth and prosperity. That's that mental approach, right? I'm not saying the mental, you know, in everything give thanks. So I'm just going to mentally thank God for answering my prayers, even though they never get answered. But the Bible told me that I should give thanks every time. So I do it. That's not gratitude. That's saying that you're thankful, but being thankful, the energy of gratitude. The reason it is what I say is the pulling of the trigger of this bullet of that sniper rifle is because if you think about it, gratitude cannot energetically exist unless the thing that you're believing for is past tense. Let me say it another way. How can you be grateful to have something that does not exist yet? Oh, I'm grateful for this job. Thank you so much. I'm so thankful for this thing that you've given me, Lord, universe, God. I'm so thankful for this job. And then you don't have a job, right? This right here is, in the, you know, stop the tape, rewind it again. Like this right here is where so many prayers, 99.99% of prayers fail, is that they do not touch gratitude. And gratitude is the energy that comes up and wells up from within you when you know that you have what you've asked for. When the thing that you've asked for is past tense. Jesus says, when you pray, believe that you have what you've asked for and it shall be given to you. So belief, you've heard me talk about it many times. Belief is the thing that aims. Belief is the, how do you know that you believe? The evidence of belief, I'm telling you, how do you know that you know that you know that you believe what you just prayed? 
is that the evidence is out of nowhere, quote unquote nowhere, out of your heart, out of nowhere that you invented, just naturally springing up within you, you will actually find yourself being grateful. You will find yourself smiling. You will find yourself laughing. You will find yourself uh, one of the number one kind of uh, energies of gratitude is expectation, right? So when a couple finds out they're pregnant, that gratitude of like, oh my gosh, we have a baby. Well, it's still nine months until that baby shows up, but the gratitude and the excitement of that pregnancy test, uh, for those of you who have experienced it, that is the energy I'm talking about that you know that you have what you've asked for and it comes up out of nowhere. You don't have to feign excitement if you're trying to get pregnant and you and that and that and that pregnancy test comes back positive. You don't have to feign excitement. It just wells up within you. And so if you're trying to feign gratitude, just be honest with yourself. Don't condemn yourself. Don't oh, I'm such a loser. I'm just trying to I'm not I don't really believe. I guess I'm just my faith isn't strong enough. Lord, give me more faith. Stop it. Stop. Just stop that whole Quoting verses out of context and stupidly game. Just stop it. Don't try to feign gratitude. Don't worry about feigning gratitude. Instead, worry about your your beliefs and focus. worry about the focus on that scope so that you're aiming in the proper direction. When your beliefs are in focus, the gratitude will come. The trigger will be pulled. It's as if you find your your it's as if your subconscious knows okay now i know what i'm supposed to create and you fire that gun you fire that 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 an emotion directly at the target because you know you're going to hit it you know that you have it so let gratitude be a signpost not a goal let me say it again let gratitude be a signpost not the goal right let gratitude surprise you. Let it come from within and let it be that thing that says, oh my gosh, I'm excited. I have an expectancy. I'm expecting a phone call. I'm expecting a, ra- a chance meeting. I'm expecting my boss to give me that raise now. I, don't, I can't explain it. But, and it's almost so strong when you can do that. It's so strong that if something doesn't happen within a certain amount of time, you actually kind of, it's almost like, weird, that's weird. What Something's not... It does. It didn't happen, and so, and that is that can be another. You know, that's maybe another podcast of how do you keep the gratitude. You know, so you're expecting that phone call, and a, and a week and a half goes by, two weeks go by, three weeks go by, and that bullet still hasn't found its target. Well, some targets are miles and miles away. Just trust that you pull the freaking trigger, and that it's on its way. It you don't see the baby until nine months later, right? Sometimes it takes some time. So this is, now I want to kind of get that, that kind of some troubleshooting and maybe some tips and tricks into how gratitude works and the functionality of it in manifesting. Admittedly, there is, it's, it's a challenge to kind of activate gratitude for something that hasn't happened yet. You know, as someone who has spent many, many years trying to understand the law of attraction and the creative process in the individual, I, you know, I feel like I'm fairly qualified to give you some of my notes on how to do this. So, okay, Austin, I hear you. Gratitude should rise up from within. It's not something that I have to go create. It's actually evidence of something that I've already created. And again, (laughs) stop the tape, rewind it. 
That is what gratitude is. Don't try to make gratitude happen. Watch gratitude show up. When gratitude shows up, you know that you have believed, right? So take the pressure off and just keep working on your faith and your belief. The gratitude will happen when it needs to. You will be grateful for your healing when it shows up. You will be grateful for your raise when it shows up. So, but how do you do that? So for me, there's kind of an energy. This is probably the most difficult thing to convey. So when I pray or when I do a psyche balance or belief IQ uh, congruency, I, I, I view this process as the activation of that law of attraction magnet. So let's say, you know, I, I kind of view the vib- vibratory reality of existence. Everything is vibrating. I'm vibrating, right? So I'm constantly, my body, my soul, my spirit, they're all vibrating at different frequencies. And that those frequencies are visible in different realms of light. And the emotions I carry, the energies, the beliefs I carry mentally, the emotions I carry in my heart. So the beliefs I carry in my spirit, the emotions I carry in my soul, they're constantly vibrating. And let's say there's something that is not in my life that I want to be in my life. So in this case, let's say that there is um, a belief that I'm wanting to activate for prosperity and financial wealth, and I don't have it in my life. Well, obviously, then, if by the law of attraction and how it works, I have a magnet activated, like let's say my whole soul is just millions of magnets, I have some magnets activated that are attracting poverty. They're attracting hard times. They're attracting different things. Now, I did an episode two weeks ago on the feng shui of my life. And so one of those magnets is, I believe that my life perfectly reflects my beliefs and my truck. And that whole scenario has many other things than just poverty or riches, right? And there's, there's other elements. And so some of those magnets, I don't want to turn off. I'm not trying to turn off the feng shui magnet or try to turn off different things, but some I want to turn off. I want to be wealthy. I want to be the wealthiest person in the world so I can change the world with that wealth, right? So I have magnets activated in my soul, vibratory, emotional magnets activated in my soul that I don't want activated. I have other ones that are turned off that I would like to turn on. Hopefully this makes sense. And so almost kind of visualizing it, um, I imagine my prayer in that moment where I'm I am looking to activate gratitude as well obviously when I open my eyes from this prayer I'm not going to magically have a billion dollars but and so it's hard to touch that gratitude if that's what you're thinking like I prayed a prayer and now I have a baby in my arms no I prayed a prayer and I flipped the switch I got pregnant I prayed a prayer and I turned on the magnet, and I turned off these other magnets. And so when I'm done, I know that I have begun, I have activated the law of attraction. I have activated the vibratory magnet in my soul that says, now my life is going to create this thing that I have asked for. When you pray, believe that you have what you've asked for, and it shall be given to you. So when I pray, I, I believe and I kind of visualize often that I have activated the law of attraction in my favor and that I'm going to now watch it work on my behalf. 
The speed at which it works is dependent on a few things, not the least of which is how many of the other magnets that I didn't turn off do I need to turn off, right? And if I, you know, if I go two weeks later, three weeks later, something hasn't changed, and I realized, oh, there's this this limiting belief that I haven't addressed, so I'm going to deal with that, and I'm going to turn that magnet off. And oh, I never thought about this, you know, the law of attraction has brought in some other awarenesses that maybe I didn't think this properly. This, so I might add to my prayer. It doesn't mean I don't believe that it's already. It's I'm the I'm attracting new thoughts and new ideas that will continue me on this path towards eventually having a baby, on that will continue me on this path towards eventually having hitting that target, right? So there is a there's a time delay between the things that you've believed for and actually having them, and there's an art to how do you view that time delay? Do you view it as failure? Some things can take years, right? Depending on how big your dream is. If you want to be the president of the United States, heck, the first thing, it takes it takes a couple years just to run for office, right? That moment of actually becoming president is years away by the time you've decided that's what you want to do. So we understand it instinctively when it comes to certain things, but for other things, especially spiritual people who've kind of been We've been given the the milk bottle version of miracles. Well, if it works, then it works. And if it doesn't, then it wasn't meant to be. Well, that's the God is in control thing. And it's not even how it works. It's, it is the law of attraction. It is the creative process in the individual. And if there's a way in which it is true, then it would probably behoove you to fight, figure that out, right? If anything is true, there's a way in which it is true. So if the law of attraction works, how does it work? And how can I figure out how to work with the way that it's supposed to work. And this is kind of a visualization of, of a magnet that you carry a vibration all the time, an emotional vibration, an energetic vibration. And so when you pray, visualize flipping on that magnet. I have I have flipped on the magnet and now that whoom, 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 I have a new vibration and the things are going, whether it's ideas or relationships, opportunities, uh, things... It will also, that magnet works both ways, that it also pushes away things that don't match the vibration, right? So you might see new people come into your life and old people leave your life. You might see new new opportunities come into your life and old opportunities fall away. So it's it's it works both ways, but let that vibration, if it's something that you truly want, let it do its thing. And then if it brings a new idea and you need to add it to it and flip on another magnet, so prosperity could also have, maybe you... But, well, I'll be prosperous by winning the lottery. And you realize, you know what? Actually, sh- the best prosperity and true wealth isn't even about money. It's about creation. So I'm going to flip off that lottery magnet and I'm going to I'm gonna flip on the I have inventive ideas that make millions of dollars, right? So you can add to that prayer. You can add to that, that request and not necessarily have to revisit this, that request again as if you didn't believe it. And that is one of the telltale signs that you didn't believe what you've prayed, is you prayed again, right? So those of us who have been praying for prosperity for years, and every night we go, to Lord, just give us, please give us, please give us, please give us, you don't think you have it. I don't know how else to say it. If you keep praying for something, then that is your own evidence that you don't believe you have it, right? I'm not asking God for brown hair. Why? Because I have brown hair, right? I don't continue to ask God for prosperity because I have prosperity. 
right? I'm watching it unfold in my life. I'm watching my life change. I have flipped on the magnet. Now I'm watching things come. I'm watching ideas come. And and I've upgraded that ask. I've added to that ask very recently, and I've already started to see. Um, it was actually pretty freaking cool. I, I, I upgraded that ask recently, and within 30 minutes, a business idea was presented to me by my chiropractor, actually, that I'm going to pursue. And it is blowing my mind just how possible it is and just what the potentials are of it. And it was in 30 minutes, I upgraded my ask. I didn't go back. Oh, I didn't doubt that. I, I've already prayed for this, right? I've already balanced for it. I balanced for prosperity and wealth a few years ago when I first got into Psyche. And I've my life has been an unfolding and many other things as well, but my life has been unfolding towards prosperity and wealth. I don't view the delay as evidence that I didn't actually believe it or that the law of attraction doesn't work. I view the things that I've learned and the additions that I've made to those to those requests as evidence of it, of it actually working. Because I now have ideas and concepts and I've read books and I've met people and I have things that didn't exist that because I have prayed those prayers, they do now exist in my life. And that is kind of another part of that tip and trick is is holding on to it really largely depends on, I guess, do you really believe in the law of attraction itself? Do you believe it works? If you feel like you've activated that magnet, then any new things that come are just adding on to the power of that magnet. It takes many, many small beliefs to manifest your life. It takes millions of beliefs to manifest your life. And so I think it can be a misnomer like, well, now I want to believe for prosperity. Okay, that's one belief out of how how many thousands of beliefs play into your financial wealth or not, right? I just named a few earlier. The money is hard to come by, right? It leaves easily. This money is hard to keep. Uh, I need, you know, I need to win the lottery to have a lot of money. I need to have the right idea to have a lot of money. A wealthy, I need a wealthy relative needs to die to have a lot of money. How many thousands of those little beliefs do you have around money? So when you activate this prayer and you believe that you have what you asked for, don't be surprised if the universe brings you more things that you need to address, more beliefs that you need to go, you know what, I need to add this to that prayer. I need to add this to that prayer. I need to add this to that prayer. Oh, I need to remove that. I didn't, I never realized, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if you view it as failure and you view that, um, that delay as like, oh, it doesn't work, then you will find yourself removed out of the energy of gratitude and you will find yourself and and so gratitude again is the signpost if it disappears if gratitude leaves that's evidence that you don't believe that you have what you asked for right so when gratitude shows up and i've asked for something it doesn't go away it doesn't it it's and it is it is my litmus test if you will for am i believing for this thing that is still coming am i believing for this thing that i've asked for do i feel gratitude about it if I feel discouraged and frustrated, then I realize somewhere along the way, I stop believing that I have it. So let gratitude not only be the signpost of uh, that you have believed for it, but let it be the signpost that you still believe for it. Because if a gratitude disappears, then it's evidence that somewhere in there, your discouragement has gotten the better of you. And that's, let me just do my best to impart another picture that I like to use is this, the running of a race. 
Right. So I think the magnet thing is is a better picture for the energy of gratitude. But the running of the race is an, an analogy that I, I think is really good for the whole stick to So let's say you're going to run a marathon. And let's say this, this particular marathon, there's no defined track. You just need to get to that that uh, finish line. You need to just run, what is it, 26.3 miles or 26.4, whatever, 24.6, whatever, however long a marathon is. Let's say this marathon, you know, it's tracking you and you just need to run regardless of where you run. So you're in the middle of the city and, okay, we're going to start the marathon. And the first person to just hit that amount of mileage, regardless of where they went, uphill, downhill, whatever, wins. So there's, there's, there's endless amounts of, there's endless opportunity, endless paths you can take to get to this thing you're believing for. So when you have, when you want financial wealth, how many different paths can you get to get, take to get there? Our dead relative could, you could inherit it. You could win the lottery. You, you could invent the next Facebook. You could become, you know, go to school and become the CEO of a large corporation and make a hundred million dollars a year. There's lots and lots. You could invest it. You could, whatever. You could become a gold, uh, a treasure hunter and find the world's largest treasure. Like there are so many ways to become wealthy and prosperous. But when it comes to the picture of this race, there's only one start and there's only one finish. The start is when you begin to believe that thing and you hit and that and you pulled that trigger and the starting gun went off and you started the race and the end is when it shows up in your life. And in the midst of all of the myriad of ways that you can actually get to that finish line, that you can actually become wealthy, realizing that you started the race and that the law of attraction is working in your behalf to bring it to you, there's only really at that point, there's one massive thing that you need to energetically kind of settle into. And that is there is no try and there is only do. Right? Most of the things that you want the universe to do for you are going to require your efforts, right? Sometimes a brand new motorcycle shows up at your door and you didn't and you didn't have to do a thing for it. You just believed for it and boom, there it is. That does happen. I think those are really awesome moments. But most of the time, what the universe does is say, okay, you want a brand new motorcycle? You know, have you ever thought about getting a part-time job at Pizza Hut so that you could deliver pizzas and you could pay for this meal? And suddenly you start having ideas about how to get this thing that you have believed for, right? And the universe works with you to create it, not just magically give it to you, but to uh, divinely create it through you, okay? And so when you're entering into that creative process in the individual through the law of attraction, if you enter into it with this like, well, I'm going to try to do this, you won't. And if you've heard me talk about the difference, the energetic difference between try and do, so, you know, uh, Yoda from uh, Star Wars, he says that to Anakin Skywalker, there is, only, there is no try, there is only do. And I've, you know, I've, I've heard that saying many times throughout the years, and, and I was driving one day and I thought, man, that's, that's a really fancy saying, but what the heck does it really mean? And it just kind of clicked, it, and I realized, oh my gosh. Trying means that somewhere in your energy, you have a set of circumstances or a particular date at which you're willing to stop trying. And I call it the give up date, right? It might be the give up amount. You know, well, I will try this, but I'm, an, I, I'm not going to spend more than $10,000 out of my savings to get this business started. 
okay, so at $10,000, you're going to give up, right? So you're trying to start a business. And I'm not trying, I'm not encouraging people to just spend all their savings and starting business. I'm just telling you the truth of the energy is if there is a set of circumstances that which you are willing to stop, at which you're willing to end your efforts, then you are doing nothing more than trying to start a business. You're trying to get wealthy. You're trying to whatever, fill in the blank. But if you, if you shift your energy and realize there's no circumstances in which I will give up, there are no set of circumstances in which I will stop believing that this is what I'm creating in my life, you immediately, in that moment, you have shifted from trying to doing. So when you go, I've started a new business, and someone says, oh my gosh, well, you know, are you, at what point you, are you going to give up on this business? It doesn't seem to be going well. You say, I'm, why would I give up? This is my business. I will do, I, I, whether I take out credit cards or I have to, there's nothing that I'm not willing to do. This is what I do. This is my profession. This is who I am, right? This is, and when you get rid of the, the circumstances that would let you quit, you immediately shift your energy into doing. And that is, this is a massive piece to activating gratitude for me that when I say I'm going to be prosperous and I, and I, I'm not going to try to be prosperous. I am going to be prosperous. And I now view this conversation, that opportunity, this, this hardship, that hardship, whatever it is, I view it as the law of attraction, pushing things out of my life that don't need to be there and attracting things into my life that do need to be there. This is what I do. This is who I am. I'm not trying to do it. I am building it. Watch me. Watch me build this. This is what I am doing. And so that stick comes from I've given, I've, re, I've, I have removed any set of circumstances at which I'm willing to give up. I am not going to give up. I'm going to change the world. I am changing the world and there's nothing that I'm going to do to give up. I'm, there's, there's no point at which I'm going to be frustrated that it's taking too long. I'm, this is what I do. I am someone who changes the world. I am someone who is very wealthy and that wealth changes people's lives, so on and so forth. I can give you all the list of my own things, but I am watching my life create them. And I can tell you, you know, this is, I'm recording on November 19th, 2019. And, you know, you heard it here first, people. This is this is the day there. Austin publicly declared that he's going to change the world and that he's going to be very wealthy and that his wealth is going to change people's lives because this is what I do, right? And energetically, that creates a sense of gratitude that does not go away. And that gratitude for, wow, I have I have activated this thing in my life. I'm so thankful that I have it. It helps bring it into that past tense requirement because, again, it's, you can't be grateful for something that is in your future. You have to figure out a way to energetically pull it into your past. And I've done my best to articulate the, the ways that I visualize it and think about it that make it in my past. And it does absolutely work hand in hand with the, with the creative process of the individual. That the things that I've asked for are being created I am creating them because I have changed, I have flipped the switch and my life is now bringing those things into my into my experience of being and I have the thing that I've asked for. It shall be given to me because I believe that I have it. So 
hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully as you kind of, you know, think about Thanksgiving and get into the energy of gratitude, if you're someone who's never been able to feel that energy, I I can relate. I I did not understand the true energy of gratitude. I obviously understood it mentally. Anybody can understand it mentally. But the the energy of gratitude is very, very precious. And um you know, just ask the universe, ask spirit. So this is a great, if you can't even feel gratitude, um, then ask the universe for, believe that for the circumstances to unlock that for yourself, that you have what you've asked for. I understand that there's a, a bit of a, an oxymoron in saying that you need gratitude to unlock um, the things that you've asked for. And if you don't have gratitude, then go ahead and ask for that. I think there's some grace, some grace with the spirit. That to say, you know what, Spirit, I really want to feel the energy of gratitude. I want to get better at being grateful, and I want gratitude in my life so that I can unlock the rest of life that you have for me. So please teach me. Bring me the right set of circumstances. Bring me the right teachers. Bring me the right moments in my dreams or whatever you need to do, Spirit. Thank you for showing me how to be grateful. And then believe that you have activated that magnet and that magnet is going to get stronger and stronger to bring those teachers, to bring those concepts. Maybe this podcast is one of them. Maybe one of you who are listening right now have asked the spirit, man, I'd like to be more grateful. I know it's such a huge thing, but I don't know how to do it. Maybe this podcast is part of your journey and uh, I'm happy to be a part of it. So uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I've enjoyed sharing it. I am very grateful for this community. I'm grateful for this microphone and the ability to let the things out that, uh, you know, they get kind of pent up and anybody, any of you who are teachers, if you don't have an outlet for teaching, it definitely could get uh, a bit stir crazy in your mind. So, uh, I'm grateful for the listening audience and thank you for your time. As always, an hour is a, uh, it's a precious amount of time in our day and age. So I'm humbled and, uh, look forward to bringing more good episodes in 2020 and, uh, as always, if you would consider donating, would be highly appreciated. Right now, things are financially very tight, so any extra uh, that you could give would also be appreciated. And uh, share this podcast with your friends and talk about it with your family at Thanksgiving. And maybe, uh, you know, hopefully this episode was fairly safe to uh, share with some of your family and, and maybe your kids or whatever. That uh, gratitude is something that the world could use more of. And uh, NAC would be very grateful if they, we had more listeners. And uh, thank you again. Uh, God bless you guys. And we will see you on the next episode.